It's finals fever as there's two weeks left of the regular season in the National Rugby League for 2020 before we get to the finals. And uh, the top eight has been wrapped up uh, very early this year. We've still got two rounds to play, but it's all set. It's all ready to go uh, for a fortnight time when we begin the finals for 2020. Welcome to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 19. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. Big show today. Um, as usual, we're going to discuss all the latest action in the world of the NRL. Um, we're going to talk about the retirement of Gavin Cooper, the potential release of Adam Fanua Blake from Manly on Compassionate Grounds. We're going to also talk about uh, the Parramatta Eels and whether they can get their season back on track. And uh, there's some huge team list news. I'm recording this show on Wednesday afternoon. Sorry for the delay. Um, my birthday, I'm recording this podcast. So thank you guys for sticking uh, with me all year. And thank you guys for the continued support. We're going to recap... Round 18, before we get into the round 19 action, and it all started on Thursday night where the Rabbitohs, they started off on fire, um, up 20 mil before the Tigers staged a late comeback and almost got the Rabbitohs in the end. The Rabbitohs win that game 26-24 to on Thursday. I tipped the Rabbitohs, which made me one from one for the week. In the Friday games, we had the Manly Seagulls defeating the Bulldogs 32-20. to I went the upset the Bulldogs, so I was one from two there. And the Pendra Panthers, too strong for a Parramatta Eels team that was very good in defence in the first half and uh, were really uh, courageous to keep Penrith's only six at half time, but Penrith ran away for it a little bit in the second half. And uh, while they're looking like genuine Premiership uh, favourites, the Parramatta Eels, uh, are just there's more question marks there whether they can perform postseason. So we'll get into that on the show as well. That made me uh, two from three for the weekend. So far, and then we got to Super Saturday, where the Canberra Raiders defeated the St. George Little Dragons 37-8. to um, I was at that game, and I believe the Raiders were winning 14-8 at halftime. Two tries by the, the great uh, upcoming rookie in uh, Cody Ramsey. Um, so we had that as well. Uh, the other two games on Saturday, the Gold Coast Titans defeating the Brisbane Broncos 18-6, and the Roosters way too good for the Newcastle Knights team that did rest players 42-12. to So... Got all the Saturday games right, so I was sitting pretty good at 5 from 6 uh, so far for the week. Uh, and then on the Sunday games, the Melbourne Storm were too strong uh, for the Cowboys in a very entertaining game. Uh, the Cowboys did gain a lot of fans from that performance. It was 36-20. to 20. And the Cronulla Sharks defeated the New Zealand Warriors 22-14. to 14. I tipped the Storm. And the Warriors in those two games would drain me 6 out of 8 for the week uh, with a total footy tips for the season of 100. Uh, which is an average of 5.5 a week. So not quite where I want it to be this year with a 6 out of 8 average. Um, but still pretty good. I mean, it's been a tough season for everybody. I do, I've been tipping a couple upsets every week. And obviously at this point in the year, you're going to see a lot of the favorites win. Um, but uh, there we are. So uh, let's move on. Let's uh, go to round 19. Let's start all the action this weekend. But before we do so, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. If you haven't, please subscribe to the podcasts on whether it be Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Anchor, anywhere you guys can access this podcast. Give it a listen, give us a like, and uh, let us know what you think of the podcast each and every week. All right, let's move on to the action of Round 19 in the Telstra Premiership. And the action for Round 19 will all kick off on Thursday night at 7.50pm from A&D Stadium when the South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Canterbury Bulldogs in a rematch of the 2014 Grand Final. And obviously both these teams are on two different wavelengths for 2020. The Canterbury Bulldogs, they can't wait for 2020 to finish. Another loss last weekend. Um, 
and it looks like they might be destined for the wooden spoon unless they can get one of these last two games. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs, well, they were well in control of the match last weekend, flying at 20-0 before uh, taking the foot off the acceleration, and the Tigers came straight back into the game. Harry Green and Benji Marshall were at their absolute best, and it was 26-24, the final scoreline. The Rabbitohs did manage to survive, but it will be concerning for Rabbitohs supporters that they did drop off for such a big period of time, considering finals is only a fortnight away. Um, sometimes this does happen in the NRL when a game's well in hand. The uh, the team that's leading kind of just puts the brakes on a little bit, um, which, you know, they can't afford to do when they're versing a very good team. Um, that they, they, Well, the good teams that they're going to be versing in the finals. I mean, at this rate, it looks like the Storm and the Roosters are destined to verse each other in week one of the finals, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um, but if they do do that, and the Rabbitohs, who look like they're going to come either sixth or seventh, if they manage to win that game, the loser of second and third will be playing the Rabbitohs in week two of the finals. So if the Rabbitohs manage to win their first match, they'll be playing either the Roosters or the Storm at this rate. So um, that's definitely, it's not a, you know, a deaf a death sign for the Rabbitohs that they were dropping off last Thursday night, but they have to be their absolute best in a few weeks if they're going to compete in the season in 2020. So um, the team lists are in, obviously, because it is being recorded at about midday on Wednesday, this podcast. But uh, there's not too many changes. Dane Gagai, of course, got suspended last week after his little fight with Luke Brooks, who, which I actually thought was decent. It was good to see some some fire in the game and some passion from both of those, those guys, especially Luke Brooks, who's been so criticized in 2020. For the Bulldogs, Matt Doherty, the young uh, rookie has been ruled out, and they've got Luke Thompson back. So um, pretty similar to the last couple of weeks. As I said, the Rabbitohs, they are just got to get ready for a finals assault um, and start playing their best fo- football, start getting their combinations right as well. Uh, Cody Walker uh, has been really good in the past month, and so has Adam Reynolds, but it's all about getting that right for the finals. And I'd like to see some more variety from uh, Corey Allen at the full, in the fullback role. I know him and Alex Johnson have been switching back and forth there. So um, this game, why it might seem one sided on the outside. I mean, the Bulldogs, we all know they can fight. We all know the defense is pretty good. They're always trying hard in matches. So the Rabbitohs shouldn't take them lightly, and it should be a real chance for the Rabbitohs to get that spine right and get their combinations right heading into the finals. So I've got the Rabbitohs in this game uh, by 16, but I think that the Bulldogs will hang on for a long period of time. And because there is a bit of a rivalry involved in this game between these two clubs, I expect the Bulldogs to lift for it, lift for the occasion. Um, and as I said, I think it will be a very entertaining game. Uh, the Rabbitohs, all eyes are going to be on them next week when they play the Sydney Roosters. But this should be a good warm-up for them. Um, and if they don't win this game, they're in serious trouble. But if they win this game like it is expected, um, it will give them plenty of confidence going into next week's game against the two-time reigning premiers in the Sydney Roosters. So the Rabbitohs by 16, in my opinion. All right, Friday night action kicks off at 6 p.m., from Queensland Country Bank Stadium when the North Queensland Cowboys host the minor premiers to be, the Penrith Panthers, uh, to kick off the action on Friday night. And the Cowboys, well, they were very valiant in defeat last weekend. They really uh, shocked the storm early in that game, scored an early try uh, before the unfortunate sin bidding of Josh McGuire. They were looking very good, and uh, they stayed very competitive throughout against the Melbourne Storm team that weren't at their best, but they certainly uh, gave plenty to the Cowboys. So a lot of good signs for them there. Um, this week, they welcome back Jason Tarmalolo potentially into the side. He's been named as the 18th man. So there's some good signs for the Cowboys. Uh, Valentine Holmes looking good in the fullback role. And Scott Drinkwater was really impressive last weekend against the Storm as well. But for the Cowboys, obviously, they're in a rebuilding stage, getting ready for next year with their new coach. 
uh, Todd Payton's going to come in there and change that team, but it's all about getting those combinations right and impressing the incoming coach for them. They're versing a team uh, in the Penrith Panthers that obviously they're the benchmark of the competition at the moment and they can really wrap up the minor premiership with a victory here. Um, they do have a couple outs. Coruscant not playing. Um, Tamo also not playing and he's uh, signed with the Tigers overnight as well. So big news there. Um, probably be a handy pickup for the Tigers. He's near the end of his career, Tamo, but he's been a very uh, good servant of the game. He's always a hard worker and he's probably be a good pickup for him and uh, Tenovano also out of this one. So... They're not at full strength, but uh, this should be a celebration for them beating the Cowboys uh, up there at Queensland uh, and getting that minor premiership wrapped up because they're three points clear. And uh, I think next week will be the week. I don't know who they're versing. I think it might be the Bulldogs next week that the Penrith have, but it might be a good opportunity to uh, rest a few people heading into a finals campaign that they're most likely going to be heading into with 15 wins on the trot. So... um, all the pressure and all the eyes are on the Panthers at the moment. They're handling the pressure well at the moment, though. They should be too strong for a, the a Cowboys team, who I said were pretty good last weekend, and uh, there's a lot of positives to take away from that performance, and I expected to see that throughout 2020, a uh, improved Cowboys side, but uh, it wasn't a B. Gavin Cooper, of course, he has announced his retirement um, at the start of the week, and what a great servant of the game. I mean, I believe he played six or seven games for Queensland there. He... Uh, Obviously, is about I think it's about 270 first grade games, and that combination with Jonathan Thurston was electric, uh, which you know really helped the Cowboys uh, propel them into that premiership in 2015. So, congratulations on a great career, Gavin Cooper. Um, as I said, I think Penrith would be too strong for this game. They're just flying at the moment. I don't think a loss would necessarily hurt them. I think it would actually help them if they were to lose a game before the finals, because winning 18 matches in a row to a premiership is uh, is massive and. Only four out of 22 teams um, have bounced back after a week one's final loss and managed to capture the premiership. So they're facing a hard task either way, either losing week, finals week one or potentially going 18 wins in a row to win the premiership. It would be absolutely massive um, to see Penrith do that and break the record for the most wins in the NRL um, since 1998 in a row, so with 18. So uh, the Panthers, as I said, this is just a uh, training exercise for them. They shouldn't be too bothered by it. The Cowboys aren't going to make it easy for him, but I expect the Penrith Panthers to win this one by about 14 um, and then be resting players heading into the finals um, and celebrating a fantastic and well-deserved minor premiership in 2020. All right, this game will highlight it better than ever that uh, this round in the last couple of rounds of the NRL, you're going to see a lot of the favourites winning. There could be a few blowouts and... I think this game's another example of that and it's going to take place at 7.55pm on Friday night uh, in the second game of Friday Night Football when the Parramatta Eels take on the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Parramatta, uh, they fought hard, especially in defence last weekend, uh, but couldn't get the win against Penrith and uh, their attack really struggled. If there's any chance for the Eels' attack to get it right and get ready for a finals campaign, which a lot of people are already ruling them out of and are already saying they're done, even though they're in the top four, which, by the way, has to be in the top four based on history to win this competition, um... A lot of people are already ruling them out, but if there's any week they can get that their attack right, it's this week against the Broncos, who obviously have struggled. They they were pretty decent against the Titans last weekend, but uh, decent's not going to be winning your games at this late stage of the season. Um, and as I said, it's a real chance for Parramatta, Gufson, Jyfield, and uh, Mitchell Moses. They've obviously haven't been at their best recently, and there's been talks to kind of replace Field with Will Smith, who is on the bench again this weekend. Um, so I just don't think Parramatta have that spine set. Um, Reed Mahoney has been good 
in 2020, but hasn't been his best in this past month as well. And um, I'm not going to put too much uh, crap on the Eels, but they need a much improved performance. They need to be working towards um, some form heading into this finals campaign because they're most likely going to be playing the Penrith Panthers round one. And uh, that would be absolutely massive. As I said, they... They were good last week, but they just weren't on the same level as Penrith. And you could see the difference in class. You could see the difference in confidence. And this game is very important for guys like Mitchell Moses and Clint Gufson to make sure they're on top of their game heading into the finals. And uh, even Sevo and Blake Ferguson, just doing the little things right in defense. Um, there's been times this year where they've been caught out. There's been times this year where they should have scored a try in these last couple of months that they would have early in the season. And they just couldn't get it done um, and just dropped it or, you know, something's going wrong. Um, so they really need to work on it. They really need to get everything ready for this finals campaign, as I said, because it would be an absolute disaster if they weren't to win a finals game in 2020. Um, and a lot of people already ruling them out. But this was once touted as the year that Parramatta could break the infamous 34-year drought now. And if they're going to do that, which it's still possible, as I said, they're still in the top four. They can turn it around. Finals football is a completely different environment, completely different comp, but they need to get to get it together this weekend. And the Broncos, they're just waiting for their season to end. Payne Huss, obviously, he's out this week as well with some family issues. So I expect this one to be an absolute flogging. And if it's not, danger times for Parramatta. I expect Parramatta to really reply to all their doubters in the past couple of weeks and win this game comfortably. I've got Parramatta by 40. Um, but honestly, if it's not a 13-plus victory, and if, or if the Broncos were to somehow win this game, then it would be disaster for the Eels and a, re- a really disappointing end of their season if they're just going to fade out. So hopefully they don't do that. And hopefully uh, Parramatta gets to their best. And this game could be the start of that. Parramatta by 40 for me. All right, Super Saturday, my favorite time of the week, will kick off at 3 p.m. from Lotto Land in Brookvale when the Manly Seagulls take on the Gold Coast Titans. And man, wasn't it a relief for Manly fans to finally get a win? I think their first since round 12 when they defeated Parramatta in a big upset last weekend against the Bulldogs. Finally getting that duck off their back. And they started the game off terrible. They were 10-0 down. I didn't believe them. I didn't tip them. But they came through in the end. Uh, some of their young guys like Morgan Harper and Miski. Um, and Lachlan, uh, not Lachlan, Cade Cust. Uh, some of those guys really stepped up, and Jack Goyowski, there's, there's some good future, some good signs for Manly in the future, and uh, in my opinion, this game against the Gold Coast Titans, it's shaping up to be one of the games of the week. I mean, there's so much intrigue here. The Titans, they're on a three-game winning streak. Uh, they're playing some great football, and so much positive signs heading into 2021 where they will get some big recruits in uh, Tino and David Fafita and those type of guys. Um, they're going to be facing a Manly side that may have the return of Tom Trojevich, may have the return of Ruben Garrick, but none of these are confirmed. It might even have the debut of Ben Trojevich, who's been named in the 20 jersey for another week. Um, so this potentially could be a game where we see all three Trojevich play for the first time, and that would be special. Um, but more importantly, if Tom Trojevich can come back into this game get some form heading into the Origin series, which I'm going to be doing preview specials on. So keep track after the finals. I'll let you know what where we are with that. But um, I'm going to be doing some State of Origin specials, hopefully some guests as well um, that I might have lined up. So, um, But yeah, he might be playing. It's very important if he does to get some match fitness. Hopefully that hamstring holds up. Um, but as I said, mainly in this game, they're versing a team that's one of the side forms of the competition. Gold Coast are just going so good at the moment. They're just doing the simple things right um, for the first time in years. And they have a steady direction from guys like Fogarty, 
uh, AJ Brimson and Ash Taylor actually played a really good game last weekend as well. So um, even Mitch Rain in that hooker position, really stepping up at the moment. So as I said, very good signs for Gold Coast. I've tipped them the last couple of weeks. I'm going to kind of lean towards tipping them again. But if Tom Chorovic plays and if that is best, mainly a completely different team and this game could be anything. Um, as I said, it's one of the closest games of the week. I honestly don't know which way to tip. Um, but I'm going to go Gold Coast by four points just because what I'm seeing from Gold Coast is a lot more consistent uh, than what I'm seeing from Manly. Gold Coast are really trying hard in games and it's starting to pay off for them. They have some exciting players like Young Tottenham Apia, Anthony Don, Corey Thompson, um, some electric try scorers. One thing about this game, if it's a sunny Saturday afternoon, um, I expect there to be a lot of points scored. Uh, both of these teams not really known for their defense um, and it should be a very entertaining game of football. I'm looking forward to watching it. I've got Gold Coast by four in this game. All right, the second game from Super Saturday will take place from Sunshine Coast Stadium in Queensland when the Melbourne Storm hosts the West Tigers. Again, this game looks like it could be another blowout. The Melbourne Storm weren't at their best last weekend against the Cowboys, but managed to get the important two points. Ryan Papperhausen taking another week off. Um, they're really trying to get that body right and primed for finals football. Um, as I said, Melbourne are destined at this point, it seems, to take on the Sydney Roosters' first week of the finals, which will be an absolute classic game. They've had a couple of great games of football this year, the first one in particular. Um, and really, it's that game is the game that I think everybody's got marked down on their calendar. The next two weeks, I'm not going to say, are going to be a training exercise for the Storm. Uh, but they're games that they should win. Um, and they should really, as I said, like the Rabbitohs, like Penrith, like Parramatta, get those combinations right. Uh, as I said, they're, just, they're so professional, the Storm, that... I don't think they're in a, under any particular pressure in this game, but if they can get Munster, who was back at his best last weekend, to be combining well with Smith and Hughes right this game, they can potentially rest them next week and give all those guys a week off um, because it looks like they're destined to finish either second or third. And They're versing a Tigers team that weren't bad last weekend against the Rabbitohs, especially in the second half. It was a very good comeback by them. Um, they're getting ready to farewell Benji Marshall and Chris Lawrence. Um, Next week, uh, obviously, Chris Lawrence will be re retiring. We still don't know what's going to happen with Benji Marshall. Um, they have signed James Tamo throughout the week, but a lot of these guys are just going to be playing for their spots next week. Um, Moses Zembai is the outside. Adam Dewey's back at fullback, but I think he's found his spot in the centers. So um, the Tigers are looking at 2021. They're just seeing what works for the rest of the season. Um, and Michael Maguire is really going to put the cleaners through this team um, if they don't start performing. Um because they haven't made the final since 2011, which, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't want to be too harsh on the Tigers, but it's not good enough, especially in the NRL. Nine years without a finals appearance. Next year, it'll be 10 years without a finals experience if they weren't to make finals next season. is terrible, and it's the worst in the NRL. And um, they're losing one of their best players as well in the next fortnight, and that's Harry Grant going back to Manly. So, uh, going back to Melbourne. I apologize, going back to Melbourne next year. So, um as I said, they just got to get through their season. I think Melbourne would be too good. I think Melbourne by 22, but I think it's a pretty easy prediction. And I expect it to be an entertaining game if you're a fan of Melbourne, but I don't expect the Tigers to score many points. They did compete well last weekend, but I think the Storm are really getting ready for something special in the postseason. So the Storm by 22, um, as they get those combinations right, they might even give Munster and Smith a little bit of an early mark in this game. All right, and the final game of the round takes place from the Sydney Cricket Ground when the Sydney Roosters take on the Cronulla Sharks. Aren't we flying through the games here today? I mean, looks like this might be a little bit of a shorter podcast, but I guess that's what happens when we're at the end of the season. The top eight's already decided. 
And a lot of these games seem to be very one-sided on paper. Um, this game doesn't seem any different. I mean, the Roosters absolutely on fire at the moment. They've got a lot of people believing that they can do what was once thought impossible in the NRL, and that's go three premierships in a row. Um, they are resting te- Tedesco and Takiyaho this week. Um, Tedesco, why not give him a week off? I mean, he's obviously one of, if not the best player still in the NRL, and uh, Joseph Manu has been really impressive in the games that he has played at fullback. He'll play there again this weekend, and um, they do welcome the return of Hargraves this week. Um, I think a lot of these guys, like Boyd Cordner, who's been named, I'd be watching the late mail in this game, because I think the Roosters can very easily rest a couple more players. Obviously, Boyd Cordner has had his concussion concerns as of late, and uh, last week it was very, first it was very upsetting to watch him, uh, the cameras be on him, as they uh, gave a tribute to his cousin that uh, died tragically a few weeks ago. Um, and then, of course, the concussion um, after he potentially scored a try last weekend. That wasn't to be, but the concussion um, didn't help. And, uh, I mean, he's had his fair share of them in the past year. I believe he's been knocked out a few times. So it's very concerning if you're a fan of Boy Cordner, uh, the New South Wales captain. He's had a fantastic career. I mean, he's been involved in three New South Wales... Uh, State of Origin victories, two of them as captain. He's won three premierships um, since 2013 with the Sydney Roosters. So if he was to call it a day in the next couple, uh, call it a day on his career in the next couple of years, I don't think there'd be any problems with that. I think a lot of people would understand it, and uh, he can look back on a prior career. But only Boyd Corden is going to know if he's ready to make that jump and uh, and retire. No pressure on him, but hopefully he can stop getting knocked out. I think if I was the Rooster staff, even though he's been named this week, I wouldn't want to risk him. I wouldn't want to play him. I'd have him ready for next week's game against the Rabbitohs, and that would really get him ready for some finals football, because he hasn't played much football this year, so I think they might be a little bit worried about his fitness um, heading into the finals, but as we know, Corden is an ultimate professional, so I don't think that would be too much of a worry. Anyway, I went in a bit of a tangent about Boy Corden there, but they're versing a Cronulla Sharks team um, that they were a lot better last weekend against the Warriors, but really that was a very scrappy game. But their attack definitely gets a boost anytime Sean Johnson's at his best. And uh, he came back pretty well last week. I mean, for them to have any chance in this game, he'll have to be at his absolute best because the Sharks, they've confirmed themselves the finals campaign in 2020, which is really good. But at the moment, out of all the teams in the top eight, and not just because they're eighth, but out of all the teams in the eight, they just seem to be making up the numbers at the moment. Um, which is not what you want to see two weeks away from the finals. So this is an ultimate challenge for Cronulla. And uh, if they have a good performance here, that they can really get some confidence. Even if they lose this game, they can really get some confidence heading into the playoffs. But I just don't see that happening. I mean, the Roosters, too much class all across the board. Looking at the team lists that are right in front of me, you just see the classes everywhere. I mean, when you've got guys like uh, Sonny Bill Williams, Nat Butcher, and Angus Triton starting on the bench, I mean, most of those guys would start be starting anywhere else, um, any other team. Even Sonny Bill, who's 35, would be a walk-in starter for most teams. But the Roosters just have so much firepower. The young guys have really stepped up this year as well, like Tony Mopia and uh, Freddie Lussick. So, um, and Kyle Flanagan has been really good since he's come back in the first grade. So the Roosters, uh, as I said about the Storm game, they're destined to most likely be versing Melbourne week one of the finals. And this is just a primer to get ready for that big game against the Rabbitohs next week. And... Uh, they're looking good at the moment, though, though, the Roosters. I've got to admit, they're looking like they could potentially do it again. They could beat everybody and go on that three in a row, but we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. I'm excited for, for, for uh, finals football. Let's move on. I've got the Roosters by 24 in this game. Just too strong for the Cronulla Sharks. 
All right, two games left, and we're going to Sunday football now. The football starts again at this week at 2 p.m. in case anyone missed that. So I don't know why they went back to the 4 and 6.30 games, but they're back at the 2 and 4 games to finish the season. And it's going to be the Canberra Raiders to take on the New Zealand Warriors from GIO Stadium down there in Canberra. The Raiders, they weren't at their best in the first half last weekend against the Dragons at Wynn Stadium. I was at that game, but uh, they really showed their class in the second half. And you can really see that out of all the teams in the bottom four of the eight, so the fifth to eighth positions, that the Raiders are the most chance, they're most likely to really compete and really go well against the top four. Um, I'm really impressed by them. I mean, John Bateman's getting back to some great form since his return from injury. Joshua Parley's been a little bit all over the place um, with injuries the last couple of weeks, but he's looking good when he's on the field. George Williams, absolutely outstanding last weekend. I thought we'd see a little bit more consistency from him in 2020, but he's looked like he's getting ready to play his best football in the back end of this season. And Jack Wyden, he's one of the, without a doubt, one of the best players in the NRL over the past two years. Absolutely outstanding last weekend. So all their big guns are really starting to fire. They're looking really good. They're looking ready for a finals campaign. And I'm not ruling out Canberra. They were my original pick to win the premiership in 2020. And I'm not, I'm starting to believe that if any team can win it outside the top four, which no team ever has, um, but if any team can do it, I think the Canberra Raiders are a real chance. And I would not be ruling them out, even if they were playing a team like Penrith, the Roosters, or Melbourne. I think they can, at their best, beat any of those teams, to be honest with you. So, only good things to say about Canberra, especially based on that second half last week. They're versing a Warriors team that, well, they were very close to victory. They uh, they were winning with three minutes to go before Toby Rudolph uh, snatched it for Cronulla, and they end up, you know, confirming their finals place. And unfortunately for the Warriors, that means they will miss the finals. It's been a very tough season for them. I said uh, at about the midway point of the season that no matter what happens with the Warriors in 2020, we can't criticize because they've been away from their families, not in their home country all year, um, and they've just kept turning up for each other. And even though their season's ended, it's, I mean, everybody should stand up and applaud them because it's been a great effort. Uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, he hasn't had the best season personally, but he's really led these guys well, um, and he's hit some four in the back end of the season as well. So um, it's they're, they're not going to make it easy for the Raiders, especially if this is the Warriors team that we've been seeing all year. Usually they drop off near the end of seasons, but not this year. The Warriors, as I said, they've been playing with heart each and every week. It should be a very entertaining game on a Sunday afternoon. If it's sunny weather, there can be a lot of points scored um, because both of these teams have an electric attack. I think the Raiders, though, as I said, on their best day, they can compete with anyone and they can beat anyone. Um, and I think that their combinations, they're really getting them right. The George Williams to... Uh, to John Bateman, combination's fantastic. Jack Wyden can combine with anyone at any time. And I think the Raiders will be too strong in this game. I've got the Raiders by 14 um, in another 13-plus victory. But the Warriors will be there. It's going to be a very exciting afternoon. So uh, check that one out if you're going to check in any games this week. It'll be one of the first ones that uh, that stand out for me in the games of the week. So Canberra versus Warriors. I've got Canberra by 14 in this one. All right, and the final game of round 19 will take place at 4.05. PM from McDonald Jones Stadium up there in Newcastle when the Newcastle Knights take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. And the Dragons, they're really in that game in the first half. Cody Ramsey, absolutely outstanding debut, two tries, um, and he's actually back in the team again this week. Ravalala is still out, but he's going to put some pressure on Jordan Pereira to keep his spot. But that was where the positives really ended for the Dragons last weekend. I mean, the second half, they were awful, um, and the Raiders just ran over the top of them. And you can see as soon as any defensive pressure uh, gets sustained against the Dragons. They just fold and they just fall and 
Anthony Griffin's looking like he's got a big job ahead of him. Um, there's rumours that Josh McGuire is actually not happy at the Cowboys and could be a potential signing for the Red V in 2021. So keep an eye out on that. I don't know how true that is. Um, but as I said, Griffin's got a big job ahead of him. Um, they're just looking to the end of the season, the Dragons, and farewelling Tyson Rizal. He's been an absolute great servant for the club over many years. Um, they're versing a Newcastle team that were pretty poor last weekend against the Roosters. I mean, at their best, the Knights can really compete with some of those good teams. And for some reason, I question the decision by Adam O'Brien to rest Heimel Hunt and Mitch Barnett. Caelan Ponger, we can understand a little bit. He had some head knocks. But he is a professionally uh, paid rugby league player. Um, and if he could have been out there, he should have been out there. Because that was a huge game last week. And I don't think it accomplished what Adam O'Brien wanted it to accomplish. That when you're heading into finals football, you're supposed to be taking confidence. And to get flogged like that by a top four team um, and a team that's pretty much the benchmark of the competition um, in terms of success over a long period of time in the Sydney Roosters, it's just not good enough at this point in the season if they're going to do anything in the postseason. So um, Kurt Means out this game as well. He's been suspended. But, uh, I mean, they can turn around. they got two weeks to get some confidence leading into a finals game. They're most likely going to be versing the Rabbitohs in the first week of the finals, and they're a very confidence-based team as well. But I've got really real doubts about the Knights in 2020. Mitchell Pearce um, has had a lot of... Uh, a lot of opportunities to really step up and take hold of this Newcastle team, but he hasn't, and especially without Caelan Ponga, he's really struggled in 2020, in my opinion, Piers. I know he's got some try assists to his sleeve, and but his general kicking game and really game management has, hasn't been there. Um, their forward pack has been. I mean, Clemmer and Saifidi, the Saifidi brothers have been great. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's been great. Um, Mitch Barnett's been fantastic, but you just... you. I expect better from the Knights, and I think they need to be a lot better if they're going to compete against any of the top eight teams, um, apart from the Sharks, who they might be able to defeat. But uh, this is, as I said, as with most teams, this is a real opportunity for the Knights to uh, bring it all together and get those combination right, heading on to the finals. I don't know if they're going to do that. I mean, the Dragons, I think, are very much in this game. Um, I think they're going to be competitive, but the Raiders kind of showed everybody how to beat the Dragons and highlighted how everybody's been beating the Dragons this year. And that's just maintaining pressure, getting repeat force dropouts and really pressuring the Dragons' defense. Because you pressure it long enough, the Dragons' defense is just going to fold and you're going to score four or five tries. So I've got the uh, the Knights by six points in this game, but I don't know if they're going to be able to, main, to put that pressure on the Dragons based on their current form line. I think the Dragons will be in this game, but the Knights by six uh, to end the round, to end round 19. All right, that concludes round 19 of the Telstra Premiership. Let's recap the games now, and it all starts on Thursday night. I've got South Sydney being too strong for the Bulldogs. I've got the Penrith Panthers being too strong for the Cowboys. Parramatta getting back to their best against the Broncos. Uh, mainly being strong, but not strong enough against the Gold Coast Titans team that has been on fire. I've got the Storm being too strong for the Tigers. The Roosters being too good for Cronulla. Uh, the Raiders being too strong for the Warriors. And the Knights... Um, just good enough against the St. George or Dragons. My bets of the week, I think you just go all the favourites again. Um, in a multi, a $10 multi, you can't go wrong with that. I think you're going to get about $17. Um, the only upset, I've gone to Titans. So maybe keep that game out, but I think it's very one-sided. Uh, Rand, as I've highlighted, sorry that this podcast is a little bit shorter than usual, but there's just not much to talk about this week. Uh, we can talk about foot, finals football day, but we'll do that in the next couple of weeks. And uh, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't checked out Steve's NRL footy tips, on Facebook, please like that. Please subscribe wherever you guys get this podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. I'll see you guys down the road as we uh, get ready for finals football. Uh, we're only a fortnight away, so get excited, everybody. Let's bring on the finals.